We're live right now, aren't we? We are live. Okay. Welcome to Now That's Debatable. Uh, we are live for the season two premiere with our guest star, and of course, we're back. I am Fantastic Facade, and my host is uh, co-host as usual. It's geocentric. Uh, I don't want to mispronounce it. Is it Kyle or how do you pronounce your name? Uh, Kale. Kale. Okay, yeah, easy enough. Yeah. Easy <laughs> enough. All right. So we are going to do something a little different that we've never done before, and that is we are going to bring up our faces and all that fun stuff but we are streaming live and geo if you can get that uh stream from my facebook live to everywhere else and i'm gonna switch over to our faces and we'll be ready to go cool all right give me one and then everybody can kind of get it where they need to get it and we'll go from there yeah i'll start posting this Everywhere now. Give that a little bit of adjustment. Oh, um, no, wait, it's, it's not dead air. We're not wasting your time. Yeah. I, I'll just uh, go, go ahead and get uh, uh, kind of get started with the questions. So, uh, basically, so um, me, me and Facade, we, we were trying to figure out is uh, like, I saw some of your other videos and you, you take the Bible very seriously. You, do, do you believe that the Bible is infallible and inerrant or one or the two? Do you know what I mean by that? Like inerrant, yeah. not without, um, without any fallacies. I mean, without any yeah. errors, infallible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My, the position I take is I, I, I take the scripture, what I would call the scripture and the scripture calls the scripture mm -hmm. as the actual words of God. And so I believe that the scripture cannot be broken, as Jesus said. So do we have scripture today or do we have manuscripts? I believe manuscripts are different than scripture. And I definitely believe we have both. We have manuscripts, but we also have the actual scripture. And I think it's only found in one place, as it's always, always been found in one place. Um, and, um, you know, we can get into that. Sure. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you answering that. Uh, if you would like a minute or so to just kind of tell people who you are, if you'd like to plug something now, we're also going to give you the last word of the show. That's kind of our, our go-to. So we don't want you to think we're going to out-talk you. We don't want to over-talk you. We want you to to have a fair chance at what you to speak your piece. So if you'd like to promote something now or just kind of introduce a little bit about who you are, and then we'll jump right into it, I think. I appreciate that. Um, I like the format so far, and I'm just here. We're supposed to do everything decently in order, so I'm not someone that's going to try to get out of order. Um, and so my name is Kale. Um, as you said, I uh, started a online ministry, I guess, years ago, um, just with me and my family just preaching the gospel. And we preach that Jesus, J-E-S-U-S. -S, it's not the J is not missing. It's J-E-S-U-S, -S, Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's the name above all names, and that name will be attacked. That's the that's the essence of why all of this confusion is going on in terms of where's the text and all this kind of stuff. It's Jesus, and you must believe on that name. That name alone is the only name that can save. That is the Word of God. Jesus is the Word of God. And so I believe that's actually the name of the Father that was given to the Son. As the Hebrews 1 tells us, he inherited a name. And so that name is inherited of the, of the Son, Jesus the Christ, the Messiah. And so Jesus Christ came unto his own, the Jews. They rejected him. Um, and he was uh, his own received him not. He was condemned. Um, and he was 
sinless. He did nothing wrong. And so, uh, but he went to the cross because he says, not my will, but let thy will be done. So he did the father's will and went to the cross and died on the cross uh, for the sins of the world. My sins, your sins, everyone's sins. So, and, and his shed blood is what pays for our sins, not our, not our good works. Um, and so he was dead, physically dead. God can't die, but man can die. Jesus Christ was a, a man, fully man, and he died. And he was dead for three days and buried in a sepulcher. But on the third day, God, the spirit, quickened him, brought him back to life, rose again from the dead. And in fact, he was seen risen by his witnesses. Thomas was one of them. He touched the nail prints in his hand and he said, my Lord and my God. It was the first time Thomas ever identified Jesus Christ as Lord and God because he realized that Jesus is the Holy One. God manifests in the flesh, not as the flesh, but in the flesh. God was in him reconciling the world unto himself. And so me and my family, we preach that gospel boldly to whoever will give us the platform to listen. We don't preach to air. We're not open air preachers. We preach to people. And uh, just like Paul uh, um, was given a space in Acts 17 to preach to the Epicureans and the Stoics, and they wanted to hear this strange God to the unknown God. He made it known to them who he was. And when he preached Jesus and the resurrection, they mocked him, but some of them hung on him and believed. So I'm not here to sell Jesus. I'm just here to preach Jesus. And thank you for allowing me to do do so. So um, thank you. Um, so to, to be like, like really frank, why should anyone believe that? Like, well, let's like I'm coming like come coming to the point of view of like a, of a skeptic. Like, of course. Why, why, should, why should I believe that? Well, the reason why someone should believe that, because Jesus tells us in John 14, 6, he says unto him, I am the way, the truth and the life. And no man cometh unto the father, but by me. So in John 3, 16 and 17, it gives you uh, the promise. Uh, and, and this is from Jesus's mouth. John 3, 16, he was talking to Nicodemus. One of the Jewish leaders sure. says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So you either believe it or you don't. Sure. But like that, what I'm saying is like, that is like, you were, you were quoting the, the scriptures again. I'm, I'm asking like, is there, a, is there a reason, like an underlying reason why we should believe the scriptures? Because Jesus is our only hope without Jesus. What, what hope do you have? And that goes into my two questions I usually ask people. Mm -hmm. Do you know for sure that when you die, you'll be in heaven? Well, I mean, I, I don't personally believe in that, like yeah. heaven or hell. I mean, as, as far as I know, like so when I die, that, that'll be it. I'll just cease yeah. to exist. But see, that's the thing. What if you're wrong? That's why you ask. Do you know for sure? See, so if you're wrong, you have little hell to meet to mm -hmm. deal with. If I'm wrong... You, there's nothing to deal with. So you're taking more of the risk. So why? It's actually riskier not to believe, right? But so, couldn't couldn't anybody make that argument? Like I could say that I I have a God that, um, but for like Zeus, right? Um, and if you don't believe in Zeus, then you're going to um, go to Hades or hell or whatever, the Greek version of that. And so I say, since I'm believing in Zeus, I'm, uh, my faith is safer. My, my, my gamble is safer. Because if if I'm right, then if if, I, if I'm wrong, 
nothing happens to me. But if you're wrong, you're going to, to the Zeus hell, right? Couldn't anybody make that argument? Anyone can make any argument. And that's the thing. It's the origin of where you're getting that from. And that we go back to the scripture. See, mm -hmm. that's why you always hear me quoting the scripture. I'm not making that argument. The scripture is, see, gotcha. the, the scripture is telling us that Jesus is the only way. See, you are, are fallible, right? Mm -hmm. sure. Scripture is infallible. It has no errors. So can I and jump so, in real quick with a question? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Is there a difference in the scripture and the Bible? Yes, because anything what is can it? be a Bible. Well, anything can be considered a Bible. I mean, when you go to a new job. You get an employee Bible, right? Anything can be oh. considered a Bible. Yeah, so I mean more in the traditional sense. Like I, beside me, actually, I mean you're probably not going to be able to see it with my camera quality, but I have a, a King James Bible like right here, right? And is this scripture or is this a Bible? Well, like I said, anything can be considered a Bible. So yes, we call it a Bible. Yes, but it's what makes it scripture is the word. Hey, 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 guys, I'm in a live study, so keep it down. Sorry, I'm with my boys, like I said, we're picking up from uh, school. No I'm worries. But what makes it scripture is the words in that Bible is what makes it scripture because, see, God has promised to preserve his words. And so Jesus said when he was tempted uh, in Matthew 4, 4 and Luke 4, 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed about the mouth of God. And so what's found in that King James Bible is every word that was written by uh, come, that came out of the mouth of God. So and that's okay. what makes scripture. You had said earlier that there were like like no errors. Like what if like what if I could show you a contradiction where one passage says, yeah. OK, well, yeah. OK. So like in and Mark chapter 16, verse eight. Right. It says uh, when it, Mary Madeline, she went to the to the um to the tomb of jesus he had um raised from the dead and he wasn't there so um angel um told him that you know hey jesus is is risen right and so mary madeline was afraid and so she didn't tell anyone and in matthew chapter 28 same story she goes to the tomb but after she, after she talks with the angel she goes and tells his disciples so in mark she doesn't tell anyone but in Matthew 28, she's telling people, like, contradiction. No. Well, see, you have to understand the two the two stories. It also talks about one angel and then two angels. So it's telling you one side of the story in one book, and then in the other book, it's telling you the other side of the story. It's but, almost like it, that doesn't contradict itself because at that moment, she didn't tell anyone until she was told to go tell someone because she actually saw Jesus and Jesus told her to tell someone. So in the one story, you don't see that he, that she's telling, she's told by Jesus to go tell the gospel to the disciples and they didn't believe her. So the women were the first ones to preach the gospel uh, but, before the disciples did. If I'm not mistaken, so in Mark, but in, in Mark, like she never tells people, it's just Jesus makes the appearance. So like, so there's one, like she's afraid. She does not let's, tell people and then look, Jesus appears. And then yeah, in well, one, let's look, at, let's look at the scripture. I just kind of explained it to you what, what's going on, but you, you want to you know, show me this contradiction. You're giving well, me the theory of the contradiction. Show me in the scripture, the actual contradiction, because I'm telling you that okay. one of them is telling, she actually does go tell and she's told to go tell. So that's why well, she's doing it. Yeah. Can, can you, can you see the, the YouTube? 
um, page. I don't know if you can see that, but we, we were uh, uh, presenting this to scripture. So it's in yeah, like, we actually oh, have Mark chapter 16, verse eight up on the screen currently. I don't know if you can read it from oh, there or if you have I your can. Bible with you. I have my Bible. I can read it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So let's let's swing by Mark 16, verse eight real quick. Yeah. And so, sure. And, there, there was there was another problem that I wanted to point out, because like, were, were you King James only? Yeah. Okay, so because like in King James, and there's like two different versions of the story. In in verses one through eight, there's a story, and and then it retells it again in chapter nine, and again it's, it's they're contradicting each other like in the same chapter. You in in Mark chapter nine? Yeah, and Mark, Mark chapter sixteen. Mark, Mark chapter sixteen. Mm-hmm. Mark chapter sixteen. He said there's another story in chapter nine, though. Yeah, I'm uh, sorry. He meant I'm verse not chapter nine. nine. I meant verse nine. I'm sorry. So if you look in verse eight, it says they um, it says, so they went out quickly and fled from the tomb for they trembled and were amazed. And they said nothing to anyone for they were afraid. Mm-hmm. And then um, and when you get to what is it? Verse 10. Uh, yeah. Verse verse yeah. number eight. Says so and then verse number 10 says she went and told those who had been with him and they mourned and wept. Yeah, yeah. And this if you if you look at the passages, it, it's, it's retelling the story of Mary Madeline visiting the visiting the tomb so and... this, this this shows that you don't, don't have the understanding so let me read it to you and you can see it says and they went out quickly and fled from the sepulcher and they trembled and were amazed neither said they anything to any man for they were afraid now did it say that they saw jesus at that time no they because in, in either instance they saw jesus at the time they just went to the tomb and they just saw an angel no way, but it, it did, it did. So I just want, I'm just making a clarification. Now the mm-hmm. very next line, in nine it says, now when Jesus was risen early, the first day of the week, guess what? He appeared first to Mary Magdalene. Now they saw Jesus, and out of whom he had cast seven devils. And, see, you skipped that line, and that's why you are out of context, you don't understand it. And she went and told them that had been with him as they mourned and wept. So the, the chronological order of things is they went to the tomb, they saw he wasn't there, they didn't say anything. Once Jesus appeared to them, then they had the boldness to go tell people. Do you see you see what it's saying? It's not a contradiction. It's actually given it in the chronological order as it happened. Does it make sense now? Mm, you may not agree with it, but it makes well, sense, right? Um, all right. Sure. If, that's if that's what it was saying, that would make sense. I just okay. don't know if the, that's what the You don't have to agree with it. Again, sure. I'm not here to sell anything. I'm just that's here fine. to preach the truth. And whether you receive it or not, that's between you and God. I'm I, just a preacher that goes by every word of God. But that's fine. I was That was one. Is there Are sure. there any more contradictions in your uh, mind that you want to go over? I'd sure. like to look uh, at one specifically, if we could. Uh, so you, you would say, uh, and you can, you can, you don't have to agree. I'm just kind of getting your opinion here. Uh, because I, I believe it's in uh, Romans chapter five that it says that by one man sin, in, sin entered the world, right? That's correct. Right. And so, uh, just to kind of reiterate that it's also in Exodus chapter 20, verse five, it says, uh, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children until the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. 
So we know uh, generational punishment is by Adam, one man that sin entered the world. Therefore, we're all sinners. We all live in sin according to the Bible. And God punishes sin even generations later, even down to us according to the Bible because in Romans 5, you know, we have that by one man sin entered the world. That's why we're all sinners. Would you agree with okay. that statement? So what's the question? W- would you well, agree well, with the, well, the last statement? I would agree that by one man sin entered into the world. What? What? I'm, I'm, I don't know the question. I'm trying to. Okay. Question. My question is: Do you agree by one man sin entered the world, and God judges men based off of, like, according generations? Like, he, because of Adam's sin, we're all sinners, and God will judge us accordingly. Well, the judging, actually, if you look at Romans 20, Revelation, I'm sorry, 21, he tells us what each on Judgment Day, what people will be judged by. I'm, I'm not 21, 20. Um, yeah, you're talking about says, 20, I, verse 12 and 13, correct? Yeah, he says, and I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books. So I believe right. those and, books. The, and so books how is this not a direct contradiction to Exodus chapter 20, verse 5, Jeremiah 16, 11, Romans 5, 12, uh, Lamentations 5, verse 7, Daniel chapter 9, and Ezra chapter 9, where it says God will judge people and generations upward after, literally up to three or four generations after. Exodus 25 is on the screen. Uh, and it, the quite literal words are that he he will judge up to three to four generations after. I can give you all the other ones if you'd like, but there's a essential clear dictation throughout the Bible, throughout Scripture, throughout the King James specifically, where time after time it says God will judge the Son for the, the deeds of the Father. And sometimes it even goes further to say three or four generations later, you'll still suffer for the acts that your ancestors committed. So my question is, after again and again and again, in which we have, I literally have six or seven, I'm sure there are more verses that relate to this exact topic, but I have several, like six verses in front of me in which it clearly states that God's going to judge according to the the, the sins of the ancestors. But then again, I also have five verses in front of me in which God says, I don't judge based off of that. That you're, You have God saying, I'm going to judge you based on your ancestors and what they've done. And Exodus chapter 20, and Jeremiah 16, and Romans 5, Ezra 9, Daniel 9. But then God says he's not going to do that in Revelation chapter 20, 1 Peter chapter 1. So which is it? You can't have it both ways. Okay. Um, well, uh, let me finish what I was saying. So I'm going to read scripture, and then I'll answer your question. Because, again, my origin is the word of God, so I have to go by scripture. Sure, so, I'm with you 100%. All right, perfect. Uh, Revelation 20, 12, and 13, as, as I said, and I saw the dead. See, dead. They're not living. They're dead now. So it's a different judgment. It's a judgment day. And I saw the dead, small and great. So that doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, if you're, you're the richest person or more, you're small and great, or if you're popular or not. If you work for NASA, if you work for... You know, I'm with you. I get what small and great are. Can we get to the, the point of the scripture? I understand that. Like we're we're hundred percent agree on all of the things you've said so far, and I agree. You're reading Revelation chapter twenty, verse 12, uh, twelve and thirteen. I know exactly where we are. 
Okay. My point is, it's a direct contradiction of Exodus chapter 20. Okay. I'm trying to get there, but I'm sorry I'm not getting there fast enough for you, and I see I'm upsetting you. Uh, it's, um, no, it's just that, I mean, I don't need to know what small means. I know what small means. Like, we don't we don't have to play that game. We, we just, I'm, I'm curious okay. more as the contradiction. It, let's let's so, let him get there. Yeah, I'm trying to get there, man. Like I said, I do decently in order. I let you speak. It would be nice if you let me speak. If not... You asked me to be on here. I don't have to be, but, you know, I'll answer your question. There's no contradiction. I'm showing you that they were dead and it's small and great. It doesn't matter um, whether they did great sin or not. And they're going to stand before God. And the books were open. And I believe that's the books that we're reading, just like we're opening the books now. We're based off the scripture. Jesus said you're going to be judged by every word. Um, and every word that you say you're going to be judged by. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works, T-H-E-I-R. So everyone on Judgment Day is going to be a judge according to their works. Now, when you're talking about Old Testament, before Jesus paid for the sins of the world, then everyone is judged by, I mean, sin affects us all. If I do a sin, it doesn't just affect me. It affects my family if, if I go to jail for whatever. So yes, he's talking about here in this earth, and while you're alive and living, not dead, while you're alive and living, yes, you the sins of your fathers. You can you can carry on a sin if you you know have a disease. It can carry on to your children. So that's what he's talking about then. But we're talking about the dead. We're talking about um, uh, life in in um, outside of the flesh, because we're talking about you know spiritual life. We're talking about that. So they are spiritually dead. Their their souls are dead, they're in the lake of fire, or they're in hell, and they're going to be thrown you, you into the lake I, of fire. And that's, that, that's the difference. I'm just trying to show you the difference. That's not a contradiction. You just, just look don't of, understand the difference between, you know, physical um, judgment and then judgment of, of the spirit. Okay, so, uh, so are you saying, so, like, the, like, um, whenever God judges, like, the body, like, physical uh, punishments, like, here on earth, like, captivity, stuff like poor and all kind of stuff, that that comes from that's, like you can you can punish right. like several generations that way but yeah. spiritually it's only for the individual there you go that's what the scripture says okay so yeah well what about so what about the um pastors and paul i can look this up but when it says like yeah. by one man sent it into the world because it seems like it's we were born in but it sounds like the it seems world. like we were born into sin so like yeah. kind of like i was like i'll have you know yes. the judgment of god on so, me Simply because of what happened, but that that happened because of Adam, not something because of that I've done. So that would seem to like if if I'm part of Adam's generation, like I'm just uh, another generation from Adam, it seemed like God is still punishing me for something that Adam did. Yeah, that's yeah, well, he is, and and your children or whatever your family's been punished because of what you've done. So, so sin, th- sin that would, wouldn't that well, contradict? Sin, no, that's what I'm just trying to. You, okay. We I'm just sorry, said world. So world is here in the flesh. Heaven is not in the world. So when we're judgment, judgment day is not on here on the earth. It's actually in heaven. So there, so you're being judged differently. You're being judged based off of the things that you've done um, for, for, you know, while you were living. So, so basically if you look at first Corinthians 15, he's but, talking about the flesh. But wasn't I born into sin? Like I, I mean, like yes. so even if so, so that's what I, that's what I was saying. So I was born in like in not, a damned state. 
because of something that Adam did. So it's, it has nothing to do yeah. with me. That, well, that's well, it. well, that original, yeah, that, yes, of course. But, but, but you have sin. You have to admit that you sin. You know you sin. Everyone. Sure. Knows. I mean, sure. Yeah, I sin all the time. Yeah. But like, but even yeah. if I didn't, I would still be condemned, regardless, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I have, I have need... Romans five on the screen. If we'd like to go to scripture over it. Well, it's not five. It was a uh, First Corinthians fifteen. That's what I was trying to get to. I mean, I could take us there as well. I'm just curious how you'd address Romans chapter five. Well, which verse? Uh, so I mean, we can we can start here at uh, verse eighteen. It says, "There, therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation." Even so, by the righteous one of the free gift came unto all men unto justification of life. This is clearly not talking about the flesh. This yes, is clearly is. talking about sin and every person, every human being being born into sin. So, yeah, how do we kind of justify that with what you were just talking about in Revelation 20? Because you just said it's by each individual. But in Romans 5, it says it was one man. Again, so this was before Jesus died for the world. Not in Romans. If you if you would listen to what he's talking about, that's what in Romans he's talking about a past sense why Christ died. So it was before he's saying why Christ died. So let's look at what it says. For when past tense, it is when when is in a past tense, and it doesn't say for when. All right, I'm trying to explain. Every time I try to explain something, but you like, said you're using King James. Can you at least point out the I'm, verse you're on? Uh, yeah, I'm in in verse six in okay. line line five uh, in, in chapter five, line six. Sure. It says, "For when we were yet without strength, that's past tense." All right. In due time, see, in due time, see, time had to pass. Christ died for the ungodly. Great. So he's talking about so. Can I get my point? Look, I, I just agreed with you. That's all, dude. I wasn't trying to contradict. I literally just said great. It's not about contradicting. It's like you don't, you don't let me talk. I was just agreeing with you. That's all. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Look, man, I, I don't, I don't, I don't do, you know, unprofessionalism well. You either going to respect me or we don't have to talk, man. I, I'm too busy for this. So if you want an answer, let me give the answer. If not, you go on and do your show and do whatever you want. I will demand respect. Thank you. All right. Now, for when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. He's talking past tense. And once he died, now the things have changed because he paid for the sins of the world. Now the sins are paid for. Before there were no sins. I'm paid for. So, yes, people, yes, that would would, would happen. Then it says, for scarcely. For a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were yet sinners. See, so Christ died for us. Now he's became a, He's made us not sinners. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. So we're saved from that wrath through Jesus Christ. And so the wrath is given to the sinner. And yes, you're made a sinner by Adam, but we have all sinned and fallen short. If you if you go to Romans 3, it, before Romans 5, he says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So, uh, yes, Adam's sin is the reason why uh, 
you know, Adam and Eve, uh, you know, died in the garden. They both got kicked out of the garden, right? And so that's sin. Now no one can be in the garden of Eden because of Adam's sin. Sin causes, has repercussions, not just for that person, but Jesus has made a way to where, you know what? Sin doesn't have to have power over us. If we believe on Jesus, now Jesus makes us whole. He makes us righteous and we get into heaven, not because of our righteousness, but because of Jesus's righteousness. And that's what we preach. And that's what you are missing and not understanding. Can, I like the, um, 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 the verse to like a, an, another passage that I was yeah. looking at. So um, in second, second Samuel chapter 24, verse one, right? It says, uh, I'm sorry, I had it pulled up and it just went away. It says, again, the anger of the Lord burned against Israel and he incited David against them saying, go and take a census of Israel and Judah, right? So it's like the Lord, right? God it says, again, the anger of the Lord burned against Israel. And he, God, incited David against them, saying, go and take a census of Israel and Judah. All right. And that is Second um, Samuel chapter 24. You know, you're familiar with that story. David takes a census. He wasn't supposed to. Right. And in Chronicles, First uh, Chronicles chapter 21, it says, Satan rose up against Israel and incited David to take a census of Israel. I think he's frozen. Oh, did, can you hear did, me now? I can. Did 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 you copy what I was what I was saying? Yeah, I heard. Okay, you got okay. it. So yeah, so like in in Second Samuel, it's, as God told him to do the census, and then the same story in First Chronicles, Satan is telling him to do it. So that was what I'm saying is that to me that that appears to be a contradiction. Like I I I like even when I did believe, like I I never thought God and Satan was the same person. Like and you you don't believe that right, so like it seems to, yeah. So then it seems to be a contradiction. If did God tell him to do it or did Satan? Uh, Satan. Well, let's look at the scripture. Let's pull it up. What scripture are we at? Uh First Chronicles chapter twenty one, right. and it's the very first verse. All right. Yeah. It says, and Satan stood up against Israel and provoked David to number Israel. All right. Mm -hmm. And then where's the one where you're saying God? Uh, 2 Samuel chapter 24. Okay. 2 Samuel chapter 24. This uh, line one? Yep. Yeah. The very first verse. And, and I'm sure you, you're, you're familiar with your Bible history. You know, Chronicles was written, you know, much earlier than, than Samuel. So, so the experts believe. And so, I mean, what I thought when I first saw this maybe the person who wrote Samuel was rewriting this passage because he didn't, uh, I'm sorry, Samuel was written before Chronicles, but the person who was writing this passage didn't want to make it seem like God um, was making some, making David do something and then punish him for, him for it. You know, it seems a little strange, all right? And so he changed it to Satan. But either way, this is, this no. is what the- Well, it says, and again, the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. Mm -hmm. And he moved David against them to say, go number Israel and Judah. So what I'm saying is who, who incited, like who incited David to do the census, God or Satan? Like which verse is correct? Well, you know, Satan works for God, right? Sure. Uh, you can make that argument. You can talk about. Uh, and Job. But yeah. So, mm -hmm. 
figured you were going to. So ask. And he also sent an evil angel. Well, I mean, not an angel. You know, an, yeah, an the, 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 the trick, trick Ahab into being killed, right? Uh, so whenever something happened, God is in total control. So God, it says God does. He says, "I create evil." That's what God says. I create evil. Mm-hmm. Isn't hell an evil place? Yes. So, so God so God is in total control. So when Satan moves, he moves only because he has authority from God to do so. Cool. So that's so, not a contradiction. All right. So God, God is in total control of the good and the bad. Sure. So so you're saying like God it was God, like God working. didn't do it, Satan did it, but God gave him the authority to do it. Okay, but see, but in Second Samuel it says God told him to do it. It says no, it, it literally says God. It says God incited them. No, no, it doesn't. It says it's the, and it says and, and he moved. He, no, it says and, and he, he moved, incited David. Well, maybe you're no, reading the King James. It says and he moved David against them to say, "Go number Israel and Judah." He moved David against them to say, "How did he move David?" He sent, he sent Satan to. Uh, so, uh, cool. So, like, how about in the, like the forty days in the wilderness when Satan was tempting Jesus? Jesus was just yeah. tempting himself. Huh? I said, like, in the forty days in the wilderness well, when Jesus was fasting in the wilderness, Jesus well, the was man, just tempting himself. He the, was the telling man, his like he tells the Satan, "And Christ Jesus is not God." Okay. Yeah. So that's why he said, "Not my will, but Thy will." He has a separate will. He's a, he's his own man. He had God dwelling in him. Okay. He's, he's so Jesus is not God. Okay. I didn't. I, I didn't say Jesus is gonna... not God. I didn't say Jesus is not God. Jesus is God. Remember, in the beginning, I told you that Jesus is the name of the Father. The yeah. Son has the same name. Just like if I gave my son my name, uh, G- Jesus the Christ is not God. He's not the Father. He's the Son. And so the son has the father dwelling in him. I am in the father, father's in me, is what he said. So mm-hmm. the scripture is very clear that the son is a, is a person. He is, he is not God, but he's the holy one and that he's the only begotten of the father. He didn't come from man. He didn't come from Mary or Joseph. He came from the Holy Ghost. And so the Holy Ghost, uh, um, and, uh, you know, I forget how it's worded in Matthew 1 and, and Luke, um, that he, she was conceived of the Holy Ghost not of Mary and Joseph. So the son comes from the father, but the son is not the father. So whenever the son, whenever the father saying, this is my son in whom I am well pleased, he's not talking of himself. He's talking of the son in whom he's well pleased. Cool. So, so like Satan, uh, so uh, when Satan does things, it's because God tells him to do something. So like God is the one that gives him his authority to do so. It doesn't mean that he's, specifically says hey do this do that he gives him authority satan may ask and say hey let me and god says okay you can kill him but you can't touch him he gives him his space and authority satan cannot do anything unless he the power is given to him to do so god is in total control so we must fear god not satan satan is not in control greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world i'm not afraid of satan satan can't touch me okay i just to me, I think this is like a non-standard version. I mean, non-standard interpretation. I mean, like most people who well, that's what the scripture read. says. I don't, I don't interpret it. It's just what it actually says. That's why I always say, let's go to the scripture. What does it actually say? See, and that's the problem. A lot of people try to sure. interpret it. So interpretations actually belong unto God. So I'm not a prophet. I can't interpret His word. I can only preach what it says. 
Okay. I go by every word of God. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I just didn't know you had a view. That's all right. I wasn't prepared. That's that. fine. That's why you were here to talk, and that's yeah. why you know we're having a discussion. So I'm, I'm, I do these studies all the time, man. But a lot of people don't understand the scripture because they're listening to man. They buy their book. Now, I we read the Bible as a family every day. We've read we've read the Word of God seven times as a family. I read it by myself uh, three times uh, before that. So I go by every word of God. Can I? I just wanted to talk about like some of the moral implications of that. You're saying that oh, Satan right. does things because God tells him to do it. So because like so because this isn't. God like, gives him the authority to do it. Well, 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 but but that's not but that's not what's going on here. But like, because it says, like, so it, it it says like he it says God incited, and then another one says Satan incited. Well, it, see, well you just so, asked me, you asked me if I go by the King James Bible. Well, and I'm you, sorry, you, I'm quoting. Yeah, and you yeah, see I'm what sorry, I'm saying? I'm sorry. So if you want to be honest. Fair with enough. me then let's go by the words that's using the kingdom not to right. strengthen your argument because i can show you where those are wrong so let's right. just stick with the kingdom bible then god didn't incite anything See? fair enough yeah but uh, you know but look let me do this man i appreciate it maybe we can do a study another time i'm i'm uh tied up with some stuff i i appreciate your time maybe we, let's do a part two if you if you don't mind but you know, I would rather just probably step down right now and uh, just move on with some of the things I got to do with my family. But thank you guys for having me on your show. Enjoy yes, your sir. family, man. Appreciate you coming on. All right. All right, everyone. Well, uh, that was potentially part one of Kale Beverly. Uh, so... I uh, don't know if you uh, got, hopefully that went out everywhere. Um, in the meantime, let's address some, some, a few things. Uh, King James says inside it too. I don't, I don't know what he was talking about. Yeah. So well, I mean, he's not here, so I, I don't, don't want to. Yeah. I won't continue the argument without it. I will say, uh, let the brother speak was a comment and, and I, I was trying to let him do so but we're, when we're quoting a whole chapter uh, i think it's best to just kind of be a little more concise uh jesus is god so we have a comment uh, where we're talking about whether jesus was god or not and then uh different points of emphasis and then it says uh, bring up joseph jackson joseph jackson says this also makes sense for nathan and gad prophets who are proclaimed god is in control of the affairs of men and knows and predicts events before they come to pass Joseph Jackson asked, what is the premise of this show? Uh, the premise of the show is to have a discussion and talk about things in which people might have conflicting opinions. Hence the term, now that's debatable. It is not strictly dedicated to talking about religious topics. So if uh, there are people listening that would like to discuss something that we may have opposing views on, we can do so. This week, we just happen to be talking with a pastor. We we're talking about uh, the reliability of scripture uh, and just kind of going over that. Uh, and we have a call-in option. We have chat up on the screen, as you can see. Uh, and then this week, this season, actually, is the first time we've just introduced ourselves with faces. We've had video chat going on. And we try to make it as easy as possible for any guest that wants to come on to uh, kind of speak their piece. That is the premise of the show. Geo, awesome. did you want to add anything to the discussion? I don't think we should continue the argument without. Uh, no, it's not here. It's, 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 not, 
it's not so, it's not an honest to, to continue if he's not here. Yeah, it's just I, like man, I, I there was so much more I wanted to get into there because I was like, Joseph man. Jackson said, "Super dope. This is much needed. I'll be tuning in for sure." You got yourself a subscriber. That's awesome, Joseph. We yeah. appreciate that. Uh, if you ever like to come on, we can talk about something. You can pick your own topic. We're not too picky. Uh, just a little background on us while we're at it. Uh, I I would say at least for me, I'm an atheist. I grew up in a Christian home, a Christian family. Uh, I do quite a bit of Bible study on my own time, uh, which is where kind of me quoting scripture and being to list it off the way I was comes from. Uh, I would say I'm probably a secular humanist. I'm working on becoming vegetarian. Um, oh, I didn't know that. And uh, yeah, so yeah. that's You'll a little be bit about me. Yeah, just just trying to to get some good morals. Uh, yeah, definitely should have discussed slaves. Uh, so just. We'll probably get into that, probably not with him, but we actually did a discussion in past about slavery in the Bible, uh, entitled "Is Your God a Racist?" And we're, we're uh, at, so. we got a guy coming on, and we're and that's going to come up. The, yeah. the reason why we didn't bring this up because like it was just about the reliability of scriptures, and so yeah, uh, if, uh, we thought that if we were to bring up slavery, he might just say, "Hey, well, you know, that's God's standard, so that's just the way it is." We thought if maybe if we were to point out actual contradictions, it would show that it's unreliable. And right. So, and so although, you know, he's, you know, we won't I won't speak on, you know, interpretation or versions or anything like that. I think both myself and my co-host have pretty extensive knowledge of how the Bible came to be and came about in its history. But I think the best course of action, at least in the discussion with him, uh, is to kind of stick to what the Bible specifically says, um, just because it it's essentially the argument. I think he would go to so uh but i won't speak for him or anything like that uh if you guys enjoyed it give us a thumbs up we will gladly take some feedback uh give some topic suggestions or if you'd like to come on the show you can reach out to us either in comments on facebook twitch we stream to all three live you can also grab this link and stream it to any place that you'd like to we can plug anything you'd like to plug just like we are more than willing to do for him We'll post his YouTube channel in the comments of this. So if you guys want to check some of the stuff that Kale's done out, you're more than welcome to. Other than that, I think I am all set here. Anything you wanted to add, Gio, before we head off? Ah, uh, well, before we add, like I, I didn't want to attack, um, bring up his argument, but while while we're still here, like I, I just a few things I, I wanted to discuss uh, with you. Like, sure, I, I was gonna bring this up, but like, um, um. I was kind of hesitant to bring him up during a discussion because just because of how I'm prone to interpretation prophecy is, but I was going to bring up Ezekiel 26. Yeah. So I'm familiar with the passage. If you'd like, we can bring it up on the screen. Yeah. Since we have it all set up for us. Uh, Do you have a particular version you'd like to use or King James? Any version. Okay. Any uh, NASB, I guess. Sure. To me, that's the most, most accurate. Ezekiel chapter 26. Uh, I would say the NASB is probably one of the best out as far as actual uh, ancient manuscripts go. Uh, is there a particular verse you want to start in? Uh, let's see. When it says... Uh, Maybe 15 or so. Or uh, I'll, oh, I'll say verse 7. When it says, like, I will sure. bring up Nebuchadnezzar. Right. Okay. I bring up Nebuchadnezzar, King of Babylon. King that of should be up on the screen for us now. If anyone's still kind of watching along, yeah, yeah. If you're still watching, so like, um, 
the reason I was going to bring this up is like if if you if you're st- still watching, comment, call in, and you, you can discuss this. With oh, us. I bet you're going to bring up a possible contradiction. Uh, well, this one's a little more transparent than that, but uh, yeah, we'll it, it is. Yeah, it's not, not even uh, a contradiction. This is like it's just for me like a failed prophecy. So, um, I'll just give you the, the summary of it. So it says this is a prophecy from Ezekiel, uh, uh, by Ezekiel from God. And it says that he, Nebuchadnezzar is going to overthrow the king of uh, Tyre, right? Which is the city off like the coast of like, I think it's uh, Lebanon. near uh, Lebanon. <laughs> yeah, he's going to destroy all the walls and flatten the city. And it's pretty much wasn't going to be good for anything but drying fish in it. Nebuchadnezzar was going to go in and just, just complete rant, just trash the place. And so we know from history, Nebuchadnezzar, actually laid a 10-year siege on Tyre and failed. That This didn't happen. Read chapter 26 about what Nebuchadnezzar was supposed to do, and it didn't happen. It just totally failed. And so uh, uh, there's a, a lot of apologists. They'll, the way they try to get around this is try to point out that they'll try to say that Alexander the Great fulfilled this prophecy 400 years later, right? That is a I think very I saw that on answers in Genesis. Yes, yes, and so that's a very problematic um, interpretation. For one, it mentions Nebuchadnezzar by name, right? Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and then four hundred years later, that some Greek guy does it. That come on, like what, what's up with that? And on top of that, Alexander the Great didn't do that to the city city either. Like he yeah. was able to get in and slave all the inhabitants, but he didn't flatten it and make it um, good for nothing by drying uh, fishing nets. Like the city was still there. It's still so, there today, actually. It's a very, yeah. very popular tourist attraction. Yeah. Uh, just to insert one more thing, it says, uh, Kino Williams says, based on what he was saying, God is evil. And uh, I think we probably would have addressed that if the That's the what I was trying to go. Was, I, was about, yeah. I was about to ask about the moral implications of what he was saying. Yeah, I think like, it's best I, that we stuck to the topic and discussion of whether the that uh, scriptures are reliable, but I, I don't disagree that by by some of the things that uh, that were implied, uh, I don't necessarily I wouldn't necessarily disagree with you. But anyway, we'll continue on to. Do you want me to move over to Ezekiel twenty nine now? Well, yeah. What, what that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say so. Like um, another interpretation that I've seen a lot of reformers um, use is try to say that this is actually referring to like the apocalyptic events when Jesus comes back from like the second coming. When he destroys the like the entire earth, so he's going to destroy Tyre by destroying the entire earth. That's weird. Why is Jesus going to do it when you literally mention Nebuchadnezzar by name? So, also, not only does um, their interpretations make little sense, and history disagrees with them. You know who else disagrees with them? Apparently, God does. So, look in um, Ezekiel chapter twenty-nine. Add that up um, on the screen for us. Oh, perfect. And so it there it points out that Nebuchadnezzar, he tried to invade Tyre, but it says but he got no reward. You know, so God is kind of like, hey, I said you were going to conquer this place, but my bad. That didn't happen. And so what um, what God says he's going to give him instead, he's going to hand over Egypt to him. And we know from history that never happened either. He. Egypt was never annexed to the Babylonian Empire. It, it was just it just didn't happen. So it was just, uh, a total failure, and 
um, Bible prophecy. So like anytime somebody asks you, well, like point out to point out a, a, uh, failed Bible prophecy. Here's one. Th- this is definitely it. Well, yeah. not one. It's it's two. Two. And and um, and one of one of those two uh, failures is in is plainly admitted in the Bible itself. So, yep. And so, uh, just to kind of wrap things up from there, at least, uh, is uh, there were a couple other places that I think we could have gone, um, as far as you know, an, an argument is on whether the scripture is reliable. Uh, I think we wanted to stick primarily with the using the Bible itself, because I think that's what uh, Kale would have done. Um, but I won't speak for his interpretation. I won't speak that, you know, this is another one. I don't want to go into that. But I will say as far as Ezekiel 26, literally Ezekiel 29 addresses the fact that it's a failed prophecy. So... Um, we do have at, at least, I mean, sure, I guess you could say that God, um, corrected himself, but like, you know, if God is perfect and scripture is perfect, there shouldn't have been the error to begin with. So, uh, as far as that goes, that's that, uh, we appreciate the comments guys. We appreciate the view. Um, uh, always open to feedback. If you guys, I know uh, some of you guys said you possibly want to come on. You're more than welcome to do so. We're, oh, uh, definitely. We're, we're, we said they want to welcome come on. You. Uh, it's not like we're famous or anything. Um, uh, it says no failed prophecy, but I see how you get to that point. All right, Joseph. Uh, I mean, I, I I would say that I come mean, on. Ezekiel 29 kind of kind of crushes that, but that's that's just my two cents of it. We say um, come on the show. Yeah, you can come on the show. Uh, we can talk about that specifically if you'd like or anything sure that you'd like. Uh, we're, we're just kind of getting back into season two, trying to do it a little different this time, uh, seeing if we can get uh, some things started up, get more interaction, get more people involved. Uh, I think that would be a pretty cool opportunity. And I think if uh, you guys are interested and you'd like to join in, uh, we can welcome you on, bring you on the show. It uh, doesn't cost you a dime. We have everything set up on this side. Uh, want to make it as easy as possible for you guys and at the beginning you can kind of speak your piece so uh someone said sorry i'm late oh yeah i know who it is all, all right. good bro you catch us on youtube dog the uh yeah. I'll, I'll guess actually uh had to go early but, i mean i should have told him i should have told him that we were trying to schedule an hour that's all right but i, uh, I, I mean I we, we typically work on an hour but it's not a big deal if somebody comes on they only have you know even if it's 20 minutes it's not not difficult to get up uh a difficult thing in 20 minutes, but uh, it says, love it. Keep it up. Be around fellows. Reach out in the near future. Appreciate y'all. We appreciate that Joseph. So, I mean, if you uh, have any feedback or a topic suggestion, or if you know somebody that might be interested, send them our way. We'd love to get them on and we can kind of discuss anything. Like I said, it's not dedicated to just religion or scripture mm-hmm. or revival. Uh, it's not like, I'm sure if you've heard of it, maybe the atheist experience, but although we are atheist, we armchair philosophers at heart uh we just like discussing things in a critical thinking manner uh and try to go from there but i also like to kind of stick to the point which is why i'm glad we didn't go off on a tangent of you know uh things like the moral problems that would bring up uh and stuff like that so that's just my two cents on it uh i think we're good uh check us out on facebook check us out on um uh, twitch stream kind of laggy had to switch over to youtube thank you for letting us know m whoever that is uh we will look into that i may need just to adjust some settings we this is the first time with us streaming with this particular software so 
uh, just doing some updates. Even as a Christian himself, uh, all good, bro. Oh, that, that was, was me. You, that was you responding. I see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything you wanted to add or wrap up with? Uh, do you know the schedule? Right yes, I do know the schedule. Sweet. So cool, cool. Let's do so, that real quick and be done. Yep. Um, next week we'll be um, talking about uh, transgenderism. That as the guest is anonymous, and um, so he he doesn't want anybody to know who he is. That's what the word anonymous means. <laughs> I don't yes, know why I can <laughs> explain that word, but yeah. So he's going to be anonymous. Um, cool part about that, about that is we're probably going to make that into a three part series. Gonna, we're going to um, we're going to talk about transgender transgenderism in the first episode. Um, later on, um, we haven't worked out the dates yet, but later on, probably about two weeks after that, or maybe the next week, we don't know yet. That, but we're going to talk about whether or not. Um, we're going to talk about the utility of religion because I talked to him some more and I found out that the this person he's a um, he's a secular humanist so he doesn't um, uh, believe in any sort of religion. However, he thinks that they're useful for as far as morals are concerned. So I disagree with him on that, and so we're going to bring him on. We're going to talk about that, and then a third part is probably going to be uh, a, a little bit uh, about politics. So. Um, we haven't completely narrowed that down yet, but that's what probably going to be a three-part series. The, fir- um, the first the first of that series is going to happen next week. Um, the week of November 15th, um, I got to check the calendar. Well, the next scheduled guest I, don't, I do know we're going to have on, and we're going to have, it's going to be about secular humanism. So does it work? Is it good for society? If not, um, what could replace it? Yep, so, and I, I have a, a, a friend that's possibly going to come on. We can potentially talk about Buddhism uh, and the philosophy behind it, maybe the spirituality behind it, uh, if they're so inclined. Uh, beyond that, like I said, we're pretty open. So as you can see, we're going to talk about things from religion and Christianity to scriptures to transgender to politics, a little bit of everything. Uh, and uh, M said it's Moses. So uh, Yeah, I know who he is. Know. I, I, I didn't want to dox him. Oh well, but yeah, more than, <laughs> but he died too late. Yeah. Uh, no, no, so uh, anyway, uh, we will adjust that accordingly. Hopefully, it is clear next time, and we're clean across the screen. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, be sure to check us out, follow the page, give us feedback, comments, etc. And we will take those into consideration and try to continue to make it better and interesting, and hopefully grow some followers in the meantime.